Hello, heroes, and welcome to the 78th episode of Campaign. I'm Kat Cool, your host and Game Master. Before we get started, James and I would like to thank our outstanding Patreon backers. John Green, thank you. <laughs> Athelus, thank you. Robert Wilson, thank you. Richard Jones, thank you. Gregory Ashbrook, thank you. Mia Morgenstern, thank you. Brandon Evans, thank you. Jenny Tapani, thank you. Kay Lee, thank you. Brian Barron, thank you. James Griffin, thank you. Mikey McSee, thank you. Donald Hass, thank you. Henry McElroy Fuchs, thank you. Hawk Haynes, thank you. Oh my goodness, Hawk Haynes is definitely like a CIA agent or some sort of action hero. Hawk Haynes, yeah. Jeremiah Nat, thank you. Danny Bumgart, thank you. Or Baumgart. Baumgart? So I always pronounce Baumgartner Baumgartner, so that's how I would pronounce that. I think Baum's cool, but you're right, it could be Baum. Danny, we got Danny. Yeah, we definitely got Danny. <laughs> Dane Simpkins. Thank you. Paul Groudus. Thank you. And now, a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. Matrimony! The crew of the Minoc returns to the veterinary clinic of Dr. Cabral to reclaim Anthony Michael Vornskier, beloved son of Lenik Gilo. But something even more important guides their mission true love as dr cabral will also be reunited with her long estranged husband chuck warsop so do you just walk straight from the car into the vet's office yeah why wouldn't we well you could have had a lucas transition but you could also just roll uh, up no this is a this is a single shot yeah uh That's no going from bike Straight following you guys on the road. The scene in the car was like the scene from Children of Men. Yeah, this has been the hardest shot to film throughout all of our bike adventures. There we were. walk inside. It's a vet's office. We're here to see Melissa Cabral. Dr. Melissa Cabral. Okay. Uh, please sign in. That won't be necessary. And? Yes, it will. It's impossible. I am signing in. Okay, thank, Great, you. thank you. For all of these people. And please put down the name of your pet. I don't follow. Um, me? No. But you do get that this is a vet, right? She meant yeah. son that's a Findar accent. Oh, weird. Huh. Sorry, lady. Whoa, don't say weird. It's another culture. Whoa, bummer. Sorry, lady. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> Okay. Bummer's not really a judgment. No, it totally is. <laughs> you guys take a seat next to a bunch of people with pets. What time is it? I say to another person sitting down. Um, like two? A.M.? P.M.? <clears throat> Got it. What's, uh, which one's yours? The Findian next to you looks at the Tuca in her lap. Oh, it's adorable. Thank you. Yeah. How, how old? Two years. Wow, that's a great, that's a great age, I hear. Uh. Did Dr. Cabral tell us how old Tony was? I think Tony's around two years. Yeah, um, my 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 little one's uh, two years old as well. So yeah. it's a fun it's a fun time. What type of what type of pet do you have? Hmm? What type of pet do you have? Oh, we have some lizards on the ship. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, lost my hand, so I got a new one in this box. Oh. You want to see it? Sure. It's pretty cool. It's a nice box, too. Yeah, it is a nice box. heads up to the front desk. Excuse me, do you have a wrist room that I could use? Yeah, over there. Thank you. How long do you think I can hold my breath in a hot tub? 
In a hot tub? Yeah. I don't think you're supposed to hold your breath in a hot tub. Well, I, I mean, there's so many things you're not supposed to do. Yeah, but like you could get hurt. Well, but I won't. Are you supposed to hold your breath in a hot tub? I will. No. I would go underwater. It's I not say just... you are not. Yeah, you're not supposed to do that. Trist approaches the front desk. Excuse me, what time do you get off? Of work? Yeah. Why are you asking? I want to take you out. Don't do that. Okay. Yeah, don't hit on someone at their place of employment. Um, first of all, thank you for the feedback. <laughs> Truly treasured. Didn't know that. Didn't know you weren't supposed to do that. Yeah. May I ask why? Because I rely on this for survival, and you are preying on me. Um, Oof, okay, strong. Well, it's true, because like sure. I'm supposed to cater to you. Oh. Yeah. So. Wow, and so you said no despite that. Yeah. Ha, just my luck. Strong, independent, willed woman, and I go and blow it. Well, guess that's the thing about being a millionaire. <laughs> you forget how to talk to people. Uh, I'm so sorry to take up your time. Please leave me alone. Really? Did you hear that I am a billionaire? Go away. <laughs> Can I feel a charm? <laughs> <laughs> it is now daunting. <laughs> is, that, oh, is that three or four? That's uh, four. four. I hope that you get it so bad. <laughs> me I, I really want to get too. it. Because because the line that turns her around is, did you hear that I'm a millionaire? <laughs> Got it. Really? Yep. One success. One success in three threats. God. One, one success, three threats. Yeah. So well, I guess a lot of times uh A millionaire you say. <laughs> yeah. Don't 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 be impressed. I know that I'm young, but it's uh it's not even my money, it's family money. Really? I guess, but I mean, right? Like do we hold that against a person that they have money? And certainly you're in a situation where you're here at work and you have to Tony's work to make family? A Tony's family. That's us. Uh, We're this Tony's is family. She? Yep. It's your, your okay. time. Yeah. Okay. Great. We will head in there. I'm so sorry. <laughs> God, I'm an idiot. I totally slipped my mind. What time did you say that you were getting off? Maru, you're married. Stop. <laughs> you were married? Mm-hmm. That's not a problem for me. I'm off at eight. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Love Maru. <laughs> Trist goes to the back with the rest of you. Back to comes out of the bathroom wearing completely different armor. <laughs> so it looks like clone armor, right? Yeah. But a different color? Yes, it pink, is a different color. Pink, pink, hot pink. I don't with... think that he didn't have time to paint it. So. Yeah, so that's true. It's just gray. Mm-hmm. It's like a dark gray. Mm-hmm. Got it. Cool. Helmet? Uh, yes, uh-huh. there's a helmet, it? but it's not on. Got it. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. So you guys are led into the back when mm-hmm. there's Dr. Cabral there, and there's Tony Vornskier. <gasps> Hello. Anthony. Huh? Excuse me, Doctor. Um, we should probably let them have this moment. Tony and Lena run <laughs> at each other, and it's in slow motion. And like the theme from Romeo and Juliet swells. And they just they just embrace and have a moment. It's like a soldier returning from war, and like his dog comes up to meet him. Except it's his son. Well, it's like a soldier coming back from war, surprising his son at a baseball game. It's very cute. It would be cuter if his poison spike tail weren't wagging what? desperately. <laughs> Everyone else in the office is desperately trying to get out of dodging the dodging out of the way. I miss you so much. It's knocking over like equipment on the shelves. <laughs> He's laughing at your face. It feels like I haven't seen you literally in months. <laughs> In a year. My boy, I'm never going to leave you again. You're coming with me everywhere I go, no matter what, and that's Canaan. That's an odd choice of words. What do you mean? (laughs) Hey, 
this is a moment. This is a family moment, okay? Look, I'm very happy that you took care of him and that you're going to put on my arm, but I just need to talk to my son right now. Okay. How was he? He wasn't like this. What do you mean? He behaved very docile the entire time, and... Probably because he missed his mom. Perhaps, just not as, um... Now I would say he's behaving as more like a... More like a like a canine, more like a dog. While you were all away, he behaved much more like a like a wild animal. Like I would expect a Vornskir to. Well, we're all learning a lot about Vornskirs. So what you're saying is he's sad when I'm gone and he's happy when I'm here. That's not how I would put it. Well, that's how I heard it. Well, but we're not here to fix his ears, we're here to fix his arm. That's true. Look at this box. Is something inside of the box? Well, yeah, but it's a nice box. It is quite nice. You're bearing the lead a little bit on the box, though, because there is an arm inside the box. That is what I expected. Okay, but it's also a nice box. It's lovely. Have you ever watched an unboxing video? They talk about the packaging first. Is that what you were doing? An unboxing video? Well, no, I'm just saying. It's part of the whole thing. She takes pride in her work, and it shows. Is this something that I am supposed to be reacting to? No, you shouldn't care about any of this, and most of us don't. Do you want to know other things about Tony? Yeah, is he healthy? Yes, he's very healthy. Compared to a human intelligence, where does his intelligence rank? How far above? How far above? How far above average human intelligence is my son's intelligence? How about this? How about we stop asking you questions, and you give us information based on what you know to be true? Um... Okay, so, I mean, I took him through the average tests. Sure. And he had some earworms, and I've taken care of them. Um, I think he liked those. No, parasites are bad, and you should give him checkups every so often. Can't we just buy a bunch of Frontline from you now? No, I have given him some tick and various other things, but you do move around a lot. Sure. So there are going to be um, countless possibilities of different parasites you could be running into on different planets. What if we give him a rebreather and then stick him outside in space? Please don't do that to myself. No. Won't the space kill all of the bacteria? No, that is going to be very damaging to his lungs and capillaries. Well, we won't do that then. It's not as dangerous as falling, though. Falling damage... That's the real silent killer. Other than that, there are um, his nails, his nail length. Since you are, you're going to either need to give him things to shred, or they're going to grow too long on Got their it. own. Also, his teeth, he's going to need things to tear apart. Is it like a scratching post that we could purchase? A biting post? Perhaps, but getting him to use it is going to be difficult. If you have someone who's very good at training. Oh, oh, Tony's a good boy. Uh, Tony, sit. No, no, nothing. No. Up. <laughs> he does nothing. None uh, of these things. T- Tony, oh. no, I got, I got this back to Tony. Could you, uh, could you please sit down? He climbs on top of you. <laughs> on my lap. Oh my gosh, you guys. Oh, I missed you too. So I think you'll be fine in that regard. What else? <laughs> So other things similar to this, there are many behaviors that a wild animal would go through that would help maintain their health, such as running long distances clearly on your ship. You're not going to be able to do this, depending on how long uh, you touch down on different planets. Sure. You might be able to get through some of these urges, but so long as you go near civilian populations, not so. So you're going to have to try to simulate these activities. Got it. We'll get a treadmill and a scratching post. Yep. 
I just don't see how you're going to get him to use them, but I leave that to you. Otherwise, right. he's going to become emaciated and have uh, long teeth. Well, again, can I make a leadership role to make him do commands? Um, you're not a beast master or anything. No, but I'm really good at leadership. Yeah, I mean, I'll put it at daunting, but you might be able to, dude. Here we go, guys. Another problem going to be solved by me making a roll. It's going to be really awful when you fail so hard that you murder my son. (laughs) Oh, don't joke about that. That could be real. One success... And two advantages. Okay, how do you how do you do it? So Bacta slaps his leg mm-hmm. to get Tony's attention. Tony Please looks over my son. looks over from where he's cuddling with Lenix so cattily. And Bacta makes another motion like he's got a treat in his hand. Oh, that gets his attention. Um and then he moves the fist down a little bit to make Tony sit his butt down. Then he brings it over and pulls Tony up, and then he moves it in a circle to make Tony spin around on his hind legs. That seems a little far-fetched. Tony is definitely smarter than an average dog. Yes, that's true. So your intent was to get him to do that. Yes. Did you get any threats? Uh, No, I got two advantages. Oh, I spend those advantages on him being a very good boy. Yeah, so you do... You do that, and then you open your hand, uh, and he sees he has a, that you don't have a treat, and he looks upset. Well, the vet's office, I grab a treat. Yeah, well, he looks upset for a second and, like, sits there, but, you know, you pet him and then go and get a treat, and he stays seated um, and accepts the treat and well, is a good boy. I balance the treat on his nose. Oh, shoot. You're pushing it, man. He <laughs> <laughs> got two advantages. <laughs> I balance the treat on his nose, and then I nod, and he grabs the treat. So he's a really good boy. Well, I accept that. But it is a possibility. You're just going to have to be more rigorous with your training and make sure that this one takes the lessons that you're teaching this boy to heart. Don't worry, miss. This is a Tamlin issue. Tamlin is... He's a specialist our, on our ship. Our other son. So long as these are the things that you need to do to keep this animal healthy. Okay, so we need a treadmill. We need a scratching post. I feel like we could just get like a big old tree trunk for a scratching post. That's true. We need a bigger ship. Other than that... It really is as frequently as you can see a vet, uh, and a vet that deals with exotic animals, because you're going to be seeing a lot of possible odd ailments. Oh, ah, uh, question. Does Becta work on Vonskis? Mm. No, he does not, and you will never come anywhere close to my son with any medical devices. Yes. Okay. But be careful. We've been getting rumors that there have been some bad batches of Bacta making their rounds to the rebel encampments. A triple B situation. From you that. get news for Oh, of course you get news from rebels because you're running an illegitimate doctor's clinic. Excuse me. About that. <laughs> Lenix says, like, with his hand. Waving my hand <laughs> with my other hand. <laughs> I'll get to you in a moment. One more thing. Uh, sure. About his force sensitivity. He's going to need to exercise that every so often. I'm not force sensitive. I'm talking about Tony. Oh. Yeah. Okay. This is a real question that we have to ask. We're raising a couple Salamiri on the ship as well. Oh, so he's going to be eating them. No. No, we need them. Oh, alive. so you aren't raising them for him to eat. No, they're pets. No, yeah. Although, how don't. quickly do they breed? Slowly. Well, you're just a bunch of... Okay, okay, Tris, calm down. Okay, let's... <laughs> the uh... light side point. How quickly do they breed? <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to work. <laughs> oh, come on. No, we're not trading them for... They're not even eat. canon. <laughs> why would he... Why would he be eating them? 
Because they're the natural enemy of the Vornskins. Okay, cool. So, yeah, but Natural no. enemy? I feel like that's an exaggeration. The prey. Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah. Okay, prey, not necessarily enemies. So then reptilian meat? A force-sensitive animal is what I'm saying. He has to eat we a force-sensitive sensitive animal? He's going to want to hunt them. We gotta kill humans? I guess so. Oh, boy. Please, no, please do not hunt He's going to want to hunt force-sensitive beings. Yes. He's going to want to hunt them, but is he going to want to... I mean, can we... Is it unhealthy if he doesn't eat force-sensitive... No, that should be fine. No. But if you find there are a number of birds, I don't know if you want to find and keep a bird, because it should be difficult for him to catch that. It's just part of his hunting instincts. I'd have a pet bird. Do you have like a a yellow bird with a big head? A tattooing bird. Yeah, a, a, a tattooing bird that maybe has a snarky personality. We could keep it in a cage. Are and you Tony could to always try to be. Us a bird? I have none of this. I do not specialize in these. I just know of exotic animals. Oh, so you're going to send this to some other guy who's going to charge us out to criff for a bird? I am not trying to sell anything. I'm just letting you know what okay. your pets need. Fact, I'm not sure what you were getting at, but I want to know more. <laughs> yeah, it's got like big blue eyes and tiny rounded feet. I don't know what you're talking about. It tinks at tall things. Oh. Uh, Star Wars. Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> exactly. That's okay, it. so anyway, well, we might get a force bird or something. I'm so confused by this. Anything else? As far as Tony is concerned, that is all that I have. Okay. Great. So 100% healthy, good boy. Let's get that hand sewn on, huh? Well, I have a quick question. How long do you think I could hold my breath in a hot tub? You're not... Hold your breath in a hot tub. No, but I can. How long do you think I could? I don't recommend that you do that. Why is everyone so against this? I don't understand. It's like not a big deal. It's very unhealthy. Is it? Look, would you just put the hand on so we can poke the fingers and get out of here? Is Lena cold-blooded or warm-blooded? Can I breathe underwater? Warm-blooded and... I, they, it's very unclear. As far as the source books for this game are concerned, no. Hmm, interesting. I can breathe in atmospheres high in this one gas that purgles eat without a breathalyzer. I read that. Yes. So that's almost like water. No. Okay. Different. Well, well, we have you. If you have sex without kissing, what does that mean? <laughs> does it have to mean anything? I feel like it wow. means something. That's a good point. I feel like that's the most poignant piece of advice you've gotten all day. Yeah. So can we get this hand sewed on? To me, preferably. Does it require sewing? But yes, absolutely. Let's do this. There is a left to right swipe. There's everybody looking tense in the room while Lenix's fingers are being poked. Ow! 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 ow. It's, I... That shouldn't be hurting. Well, it is. Does it really? Yes. I'm going to have to redo a lot of this. Okay, it's... however long it takes, that's fine. Then there's a right uh, to left right. swipe. <laughs> then she pokes the opposite way. Okay. Nothing Am hurts? I supposed to feel it? Yeah. I don't. <laughs> there's bottom to top. Um, all right, there's a dancing gopher. Uh, this time, with it, it pans across all of our faces, Tris isn't there, and there's a smash to cut to uh, Maru is now getting off work. <laughs> uh, and like Tris is in the parking lot, <laughs> like making up by her car. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I guess like Lynn looks exhausted reading in the back of the room, back to as the only one who looks really concerned by Lenix still. <laughs> no, back to and Tony have their noses pressed against the glass. <laughs> she does the pokes. Okay, that feels totally normal now. Are you sure? Yes. You can feel everything. 
I mean, I I assume unless you're doing stuff that I don't know about. She pokes the other hand. Ow! <laughs> Wait. <laughs> hold on. Trish says, "Ow!" She goes, "Wait, hold on." <laughs> Is this during the makeout? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you're telling me that your hand that wasn't cut off hurts when I poke your yes! fingers. That's so a needle. The first time that I poked your fingers was supposed to... I had done everything. I'm, I'm just telling you how I feel. I'm really sorry if this is taking too long. <sighs> That's trist. Hold on a moment. Then we have a top to bottom swipe. And she pokes your hand fingers again. <laughs> <laughs> and then pokes the Ow! other hand. They're equivalent? Yes. Okay. She closes the door on your hand. On your arm. She closes the door. <laughs> Maru closes the door on my arm. Ow! Uh, wow. Thank you. Lena, you know, moves all his fingers around, tries out the rocket punch a couple times. <laughs> Just but in it's the like, air. It's like way powerful and it like knocks him over. It, yeah. It's, so it's hugely powerful. And then it takes a long time uh, to reboot. He tries to just hold his arm and punch straight up and it just like lifts, <laughs> it lifts you off the ground yeah. <laughs> and you click your heels <laughs> this is awesome it looks pretty cool yeah congratulations thank you so much you're welcome i shake her hand but like a little too uh, hard be careful oh sorry sorry i don't know my own strength you're going to have to learn i know you can feel everything but it is very strong the red to green goes off in the surgery room. As that happens, Trist comes back inside, and they come out of the surgery room. There's just one more thing, a little matter of your payment. He moves aside and opens the door, <laughs> and Chuck Warsop is standing there with a crate of ephedamine. 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 Chuck Warsop is standing there with a crate of ephedamine. <laughs> Here's your ephedamine. Oh, hello, Chuck. Hi, Melissa. What happened to Tuco? He had a show that he was going to, so. Okay. Um, should I bring these inside, or do you have someone who wants to bring them in for you? You can just leave them. But she doesn't have someone. To answer your question, she doesn't have someone mm-hmm. currently to bring them in for her. I, I, could, I could bring them in. I don't mind. I, uh... That would be fine. It's sure. not a big deal. It is just medicine. Yeah. Speak from the heart, Chuck. Come on, Chuck. Kai, why are you all like this? <laughs> um, you know, they say uh, laughter is the best medicine. Chuck you up, <laughs> dancing around the issue and striking out odd. Look, Melissa, I know uh, I can be a bit of a wet blanket sometimes, but every every wet blanket needs a... The, fiery heat of passion to dry them out and i really miss us <laughs> yeah and they are flipping a light side point uh so i'm just gonna bring the medicine inside and i guess uh i guess i'll i'll uh get going i just thought you should you should know how i feel chuck sets the medicine down turns and walks <clears> out <throat> back to the like receptionist area it's after hours everyone's gone and melissa turns and follows chuck and as she walks through the door mm-hmm. of the receptionist area, there's candles spread all around the receptionist oh, area. Oh, shoot! And flowers laid all across the ground. Oh, dang! <laughs> Chuck is on his knees no. with her wedding ring. Oh, no. On one knee. That on, his, on one knee with her wedding ring that she had given back to him. Oh, shoot, you guys. As Melissa walks in, she stands like transfixed, and the party fills in behind her. <laughs> 
We're all just watching this. Dr. Melissa Cabral, will you? And I <laughs> will always love you. Will you unseparate from me? <laughs> How about uh, we try dinner? Would that be okay? That'd be great. Yes! Yes! <laughs> yes! All right! <laughs> Hell yeah! High five! <laughs> oh, 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 wow, I deserve that. It just goes to show oh, you. Oh, my God. I, I love, love wins. To do that. Love wins. Love wins. Oh, my God. Dinner. Crazy. Good times. Um, wow. I can recommend a great restaurant. I worked there for a little bit. <laughs> Either way, we're glad that you two crazy kids could work this out. So this the night is yours. Enjoy the roses and the candles. Um, we are going. We're going to skedaddle. Yeah. You guys do have a vow renewal ceremony. Yes, we will be in we the wedding be party. We do expect an invitation to that, Chuck. Uh, yeah, of, of course. Thank you so much for everything. And Chuck, remember, if you're going to take a risk for something, it's love. And also, Melissa, devalidate parking. I forget. Please leave. It's an empty lot. Oh, uh, by the way, your um, receptionist, uh, Maru? I don't want to know. No, she's stealing from you. <laughs> All right, have a great night. I'm so sorry for everything. Goodbye. <laughs> Congratulations. Thanks, guys. Um, so, um, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll go n- now, and then we can, we can meet up. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll pick you up. At- she just grabs his hand. Oh, mm-hmm. that's perfect. You'll see Melissa and Chuck <laughs> next week in the new adventures of <laughs> Melissa and Chuck, Chuck. Warsaw. <laughs> a campaign podcast. Yeah. So like, we're just heading back to Flibnarps. Yeah. Foundry. We're all driving the rental car back to Flibnarps Foundry. What are y'all doing as you drive up to Flibnarps? It's like here we are. Can I turn on? Can I turn the music on? (laughs) Yeah, if you let me just turn something on. Well, we're gonna have fun and sing together. Yeah, let's sing to a thing. Okay, let's not everyone go a cappella. Okay, well, when you turn on the radio, it better be a good song. This is on you. Okay, well, I'm just not gonna listen to the radio. I know. I'm just. I'm not taking that pressure. You could pick something for us to all sing. Um, you could tell a story. You could pick a topic. Do you guys want to hear a story? No. Yes. When you're the tiebreaker, I'd rather sing. Non-sexual. Okay, I guess we can cut all the good parts out of the story. Yes, I vote yes. Trist tells the story of the first backstory episode of Jubna and Binbon. <laughs> uh, so if you're listening to the podcast, go back and listen to those three episodes? Yep, those three episodes before you can keep listening to this. <laughs> yes. Please uh, stop here. We cut back in. Any questions? Is that real? Yes. Okay. So what happened to them now? Like, do you keep in contact? I haven't kept in contact with them. I don't know what's... I mean, they could be dead. They could be still alive. Friends from childhood, you know. You should touch. check in on them. How? I don't know. I'll call contact them. Write a letter. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. I've got a story. Okay. Oh, look, we're here. <laughs> <laughs> what does the Minoc look like now? Because it has been painted. Oh, it has like bright pink racing stripes. Yes. Okay. On the... top of the camo. No. No. Yeah. So the camo's gone though. Okay. Camo's yeah. gone. So, so what's the base color of this thing? Just gray. I think they just took it down to the... To gray? Yeah. And then they put like two bright pink stripes from the front to the back. Are they even? No. Absolutely mm, not. not. even. Uh, on the back, you know the things where it's like the family stick figure things? Uh-huh. They painted that. Oh. So it's, it's like three adult <laughs> men, an adult lady an adult man with a book and two kids he drew tony as a kid you don't think that he put tony as a dog no tony's a kid 
a dog standing on his hind legs. Okay. And several lizards. Oh, no. Oh, At yes. a certain point, it just devolved into doodling. <laughs> uh-huh. I can see this. Yeah, there's the Minoc, and then there's Flibnarp's Foundry. Uh, perception check? Absolutely. What's the difficulty? Yeah, let me see. Three... A blue and a black. These oh, and animals. hold up. Take one of those three and make it, um, sorry, two of those three. Make them red. Great. Four failures and three advantages. Six successes. Oh my god. And five threats. Wow, okay. Six successes and five threats. Holy sh- okay. Holy shoot. Holy shoot. I got one success and, and a triumph. triumph. Okay. And a threat. What are your advantages and what is your triumph? Oh, I didn't get a single advantage. Oh, yeah. Please, everybody go through I got, any advantages. I got, like, three advantages. Yeah. Basically, I think the successes are that, like, as you're getting out, you start to notice that, like, something here is amiss. And then that, hey, people are posted up there. People are posted up there as you're starting to approach. So you'll have plenty of time to react. The battleground for this combat encounter is going to be Flibnarp's Foundry. The whole of it. <sighs> We are not getting a good review on Airbnb. What's the uh, what? Are, what are the successes? But yeah, these advantages. Lena um, Gilo. One of them is like the Minoc is running because they were like listening to the radio while they were painting. Listening to the radio. <laughs> so it's like it's like, it's ready to take off basically. Oh. So if we get to it, we can go. Cool. Then I will take one of those threats, and it is. At the opposite side of the foundry from Fair where enough. we all are right now. That's one of your advantages. Do you have another one? Can we take an advantage to make Tamlin and Nemo aware of the situation? They yeah. can have been long aware of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. They can be gorilla mode if you want. Uh, more like Home Alone 2. Okay. Got it. Back to... Flibnarp's foundry has a pretty advanced security system that the owner walked us through four times. Because Mm. he wanted to be very sure that we understood how to lock the place. We have never once locked it, but we cannot scrub that lecture from our minds. And if we get to the console, we'll be able to activate it. Okay. And then you have a triumph. That's true. All of the bounty hunters are dead. Nope. Cat? No. Mm -mm. Most of them are dead. Um... (sighs) Half. One less than half. What's the lighting situation out here? Because we're like walking towards the foundry. We're kind of exposed. Yeah. I think maybe it's late enough at night that Flibnarp's foundry has like a lighting that works on a timer. Mm. Um, And so as we're like after a certain Mm. point at night, the timer lighting switches. So (sighs) there's nobody on this planet who would be our friend, right? Yeah. We made sure of that. Yeah, definitely. And most planets. (laughs) Okay, so that's not going to happen. Oh, I got a triumph. Uh, zero's there. Nope. You think the opposite was... Oh, Ahsoka's there. Maybe three triumphs. Oh, okay. What if Flibnarp, we didn't realize, we didn't know, but he's a rebel agent? Flibnarp Jacinto Reth is there. No, guys. Um, you, can't, you can't pawn off your problems okay. on NPCs. Okay, hear me out. Uh-huh. This is maybe stupid. <laughs> Flibnarp is a scuba diving enthusiast and all over Flibnarp's foundry are his collection of fancy live scuba tanks which just so happen to be sitting next to almost every bounty hunter that's currently hiding out they don't know but they've chosen to take cover behind live scuba tanks so if those scuba tanks get shot 
they'll explode and kill the bounty hunters. Live scuba tanks. You mean like living mine? scuba tanks? Like, like pressurized. I'm confused how scuba tanks work now. Scuba tanks are full of pressurized air. And mm-hmm. if they get punctured, that air pressure disperses and the scuba tanks go flying as large, dangerous metal objects. Okay, so scattered throughout the thing, you want there to be explosives that... Yeah, like in a video game. Doesn't it make more sense for them to be giant pressurized things of wine? I mean, sure. Uh, there are that orange barrels. a lot more sense if they were wine. There's just a ton of sparkling <laughs> wine, like, barrels everywhere, that so they're really pressurized. Do- <laughs> they really want to destroy Flimnerb Soundry? We're about to have a big gunfight. That's true. Yeah, the wine thing I can really buy, that there's something in the wine that's reactive. It reacts to laser fire? Sure. Sure. Blaster fire, yeah. Yeah, blaster fire. Why would you be selling laser wine? Uh, I mean, before it, like, you put barrels of it underground before it finishes turning into wine, at which point it no longer explodes when you shoot it. Yeah, why not? Why not? Hey, hey, hey. And we're done. (laughs) Good. Good. Uh, good. No, that's a good use of a triumph. And then I think a lot of the, most of my threats are spent in a lot of them having, they have the high ground on you right now. We should not try it. And sneak and two bike themselves are nowhere to be seen. What a mystery. Oh, cool. If they're not in it, then we're, we should be fine. I tell you what, guys, it feels great to be back at the foundry. Oh, Bin Bon and Jubna are here. No. We're going to get a good night's sleep. And in the morning, we're going we're gonna to get out of here. And we're finally going to take that vacation. <laughs> I'll tell you what, buddy. We are absolutely surrounded right now. Let's oh, yeah. Just bikes, in the middle of nature. Bikes, man. No, he is definitely right there. <laughs> Good night's sleep. They're so all in over. one second, we're going to start dead sprinting towards the house and uh, throwing blaster fire wherever we can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Cannot wait for that vacation. We should radio the ship and tell them to take off. Yeah, the house of the ship. What's that? The house of the ship. The, sh- the ship. We should go to the ship. We should go to the, <laughs> the ship. The ship is behind Flintnode Foundry. We're, we're in between. Uh, Are we going through or so around? We're going through we're gonna the house. We're going to have to fight our way through, through the house. house. <laughs> uh, where, where, where are Tamlin and Nemo? Call Tamlin and Nemo. Call Tamlin and Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> let me, let me try it. Guys, why do you keep laughing? This is bad. Every top. Ah, top. Yeah, you got him. Yeah, uh, have you noticed that uh, there are very bad men who have taken over Flibnop's foundry? Yeah, what about it? Uh, I want you to get Nemo on the guns and get ready to pick us up. He's oh, already these got him. guns? Yeah, he's he's got him. He's on him. We're uh, closing in on three of these guys up on the upper level. The ship. What? No, we're not on the ship. We're in the foundry. What do you? Wait, no. What do you mean, no? Tamla, get to the ship. We need you on the ship. We're defending the foundry. How else are we going to get our deposit back? Tamla, get back to the ship. Our lives are more important than the deposit. What about Mr. Flibnerp? Is he in there? I don't know, but he's in there like all the time. He's in there reading his crazy magazines. Ah, that's right. He does read those magazines. What kind of magazines does he read? Enthusiast ones. Okay, okay. We will get Mr. Flibnerp out of there. We can spin this. Tamlin, you get to the ship. You get to the ship as soon as you can. Pepper tub. Back to closes the calm. Boys, I think we can still get a good review on Airbnb. You thinking what I'm thinking? Tell them these are wine thieves. Oh, I was going to say get captured on purpose. No. Not in this situation, but normally a great plan from a great tactical mind. 
All right, boys, let's get captured on purpose. <laughs> George takes out his guns and starts firing as they're running towards the house. Roll initiative. Okay, anyone higher than eight successes? Nope. Wait, for initiative? Yeah. Anyone higher than four? Five. Five? Cool. So then four, three? It's okay to suffer strain because you can use advantages to get rid of it. I, I suffer strain for other success. reasons, though. Okay. Oh, okay. What'd you get back to? Uh, I got two advantages. Let's do it. You came around, drew weapons, and then just a whole bunch of bounty hunters popped up their little heads behind bushes up on the parapets of Flibnarp's foundry. Mm-hmm. I wonder, what type of building is this, even? Oh, it's an ultra-modern building. Eichenwald. Those are very diametrically opposed things, so I accept both of them. It's an ultra-modern version of Eichenwald. <laughs> Good. So they're all up in the the castle's super-modern... <clears throat> What what would we call them? Turrets. Yeah. I guess parapets was the right thing. Hiding. They start shooting at you, but top of the initiative, we have a PC slot. Trist, you made the charge, right? So yeah, so Trist has obviously got a great look at this group of bounty hunters uh, pre-combat. So as they're moving and talking and kind of like acting like nothing's amiss, when they finally do break out, Trist rushes. Where would be like the closest group? I the closest say. group is a group of five. It's Chains, Mad Dogs, Whiplash, Skinny, and Cream Puff. Yeah. They are behind a lovely sculpted outcrop of topiaries in uh, the shape of wine bottles. Excellent. So Trist wants to basically rush to those topiaries. Yes. And dive like over them and just start blasting. Cool. Do you want to obliterate? They were close enough range that you can either use the same cover and and have cover against them, but you'd both have full cover against each other and shoot at them? No, no, no. Tris wants to, like, jump into the middle of them. And get rid of their cover. Yeah, yes. Go for it. Yeah, so, like, he, like, kind of leaps into the shrubbery or, like, over the shrubbery, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they're, like, foxhole down. He, like, leaps into the middle of that. There is a hole in the middle of the wine <laughs> of the thing, wine and bottle. you jump through the and hole. And he just, like, starts, like, trying to, like, spray blaster fire at them. Can I get another yellow fella? <clears throat> Tris is taking his extra blue dye because they haven't acted yet. Yet. He's suffering two strain to decrease his difficulty for two weapon fighting. So it is, wow, a triumph, mm-hmm. a success, mm-hmm. and two advantages, which is not enough to crit, but it is enough to activate both of his weapons. So how much damage is coming at these kiddos? So can I split my damage between my two guns? Can I pick different targets for these? I believe you can, yeah. One gun does six damage, one gun does nine damage. Yeah, you can do that. Okay. Uh, but that's also, that's not how I'm minions work. I'm doing damage work. to a group. You're doing damage to a group that is one creature. So if you keep doing damage to it, you will um, knock out one person, knock out one person, knock out one person until you've ideally killed out the whole group. Great. So my total amount of damage is 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. 18 total. Plus a crit. So you've knocked out three of these people. Um, two are still up. By knocked out, I'm not shooting to knock out. I'm shooting to kill. I understand. Gotcha. So tell me how you kill three of the following, and which ones do you want to take out? Whiplash, Cream Puff. Is it just Skinny? Yeah. He's a dead. And Skinny. Whiplash, Skinny, and Cream Puff. And how do they go? So as Trist bursts through, like, the middle of that, he comes down, like, angled around his back, and he pulls out his blasters and just starts, like, spraying, like, shots. Valentine. (laughs) Valentine. Valentine. He basically, like, catches them all completely unaware, like, none of them were ready for this. Skinny goes for his gun, Cream Puff goes for his gun, and they both get blasted away first. Um, Whiplash. 
Flash starts to run and Trist blasts him in the back as uh, Mad Dog and Chains, Chains. Uh, pick up their weapons. <laughs> She's going to wreck you. Good luck, Chains. <laughs> That's my slot. Good job. Then we have an NPC slot. A non-player C. Yes, a non-player C. Non-player cone. Um, Not Patrick Cone. A spotlight goes on the front of the house. Sneak is there with a bullhorn and his standard clone issue rifle. Mm-hmm. He says, Careful now, kids. We need them alive to get their bounty. And he makes a tactical direction check, which allows Mad Dog and Chains to make a maneuver. So Mad Dog activates the one stun grenade that each group of NPCs here has. Then the two of them book out of the location. That goes off. It is eight stun damage coming at you. So I soak some of that? No. Yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely you do. Goes to my soak. But it looks like a blue ball poof. Oh, I'm done. If it looks like a blue ball poof. I know. I'm so sorry. Uh, What about my brawn? Does my brawn help that at all? It's just your, your normal soak. Those two book off towards other wine-shaped topiaries. You've split up that group. Got it. Other than that, Sneak moves back into the building. <laughs> Next up, NPC slot. Another group that sees you guys, the group of you all bunched up, takes a shot. Big Dog, Bigfoot, Mankind, and Stardust are going to see. Okay, Mankind and Stardust. I don't know if they were confirmed as part of <laughs> You don't need to worry about it. They can they can be hired. Did you know that bounty hunters bounty work hunters for money? Are for hire? Yeah. That bounty hunting was a special feeling that you got inside mm-hmm. Christmas. Oh gosh. They fail. Hmm. That occasionally you're gonna fail these checks, Kat. Oh no. There were four of them. I run a support group. All packed up. Also, you're going to be controlling a lot of stormtroopers. You're just going to have to get used to the fact that they don't hit. No, I know. I know. But there were four of them. I had hope for I had hope for this group. I had hope for Bigfoot and Big Dog. But no, no. They were Smallfoot and Small Dog. They got three, four, one, one, two, three, four, five, six. They got six advantages, though. That is enough to get them an extra maneuver. So they are going to come back and move down the steps to a good to the landing they have gone to the landing uh next up pc slot i'll take it go for it how far are we from the foundry you're at medium range i want to try and get to the foundry you can do that i think with two moves okay and then would i still be able to act no Okay. So, yeah, I just want to get to the foundry. Okay. Yeah. Do I get inside or am I just at the door? You're at the door. Okay. Because unlocking a door and stuff is an action. Sure. Makes sense. So, it's dynamic, though. So, describe how dodgy this is. Because this whole time, people are shooting at each other. Yeah. So, I'm diving, jumping and rolling. I'm doing really cool stuff with my fist. Like, um, oh, I like dive down and then punch into the ground to yeah. kick myself up, uh-huh, uh-huh. and then I get to the door and like press myself up against the wall. Ooh, very cool. Yeah, an NPC slot. Do you want to be two bike? Is he also on the roof? He can be on the roof. What, what weapons does he have, or is he just like sort of controlling things? So he controls things as well. He has stuff too. He also has tactical direction, but he's a shooty guy. Uh, well, I'll tell them because I see Lenik running to the house and he can like zip line down and stuff so i i want to alert the people inside the foundry because i assume there are people inside yeah that someone is getting ready to come in heads up inside the foundry everyone they're coming in hot end of episode now how about a dear my knock letter dear captain trist valentine captain 
I'm a fixer for a crew running out of Anoat Sector, currently on Bispin. I find them jobs and help them get through. Currently, the crew is trying to inflate an exclusive auction to acquire the gem being offered. They have decided that the best way to seduce the patron of the auction is to enter with him. Well, at first, all of my information said that he was a notorious womanizer, like yourself. One of these crew discovered that he actually has a secret medical droid fetish. It should also say like yourself. Luckily, one of the members of the ship is also a medical droid, so this can work out. Well, okay. My question to you is, how would you coach them going through this situation? I will be on comms the whole time providing real-time feedback, but this falls outside my level of expertise. Signed, Fixer on Felucia. Well, uh, first of all, let's tackle the elephant in the room, the issue of consent. Now, a medical droid, as far as I know... Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, has some sort of uh, level, base level of free will, correct? Or is a droid simply built to do the bidding of its master? Wow. This is a complex issue. Yeah. This is a really, we're deep in the weeds already. Now, we might be able to sidestep this because just because it's like, if I'm like, okay, well, this guy's a notorious womanizer. Luckily, we have a woman on our ship. That doesn't fly, you know? Yeah. This droid has to agree to be the bait, to be, you know, uh, the object of this person's lust. Now, if this droid doesn't consent, we get into a whole gray area. Do you, as the droid's master, force the droid to go through with it? Because oh. if you do, that says a lot about you, my friend. Yeah, I don't yeah. think, yeah, you shouldn't because, I, I don't know, droid rights, I, we're on. We're currently on the planet that's all about that sort of well, thing. Well, really, are they, though? <laughs> that's a good I mean, they comp- stole They stole. They a droid, stole a droid right. and sent him somewhere else. Here's my be. thing about these droid's rights people. I find that they go out and they do all this droid's rights stuff in public, but behind closed doors, they don't mind ordering their medical droid to do whatever task they want. It's convenient for them politically. But at the end of the day, it's your moral compass that's going to guide you. Okay, well, let's hopefully assume that uh, the droid has already agreed to do this and that, you know, it's now a matter of how do we implement this plan of ours rather than decide if a sentient being designed for a specific purpose can really have free will. Oh, my poor Bacta, if only it were that simple. Because it's not, because even if that droid does consent to go with that plan, we have to look at the deeper implications. Is that droid consenting because he knows that it is his purpose to consent, or is that droid consenting because they actually want to consent? Well, no, I feel like you could be able to consent to something, even though it's technically the purpose that you were built for. Back to a coerced yes is still a no in my book. The force. Well, there's also the question of them being owned by as a person. This is true. Yeah, that's right. This droid isn't owned, maybe. Well, they could be owned by the person, you know? I'm assuming that they are, but if this is a free droid, then a lot of those issues are going to be cleared up. Yeah, it, but it could, could be a free droid who broke away from from the droid any colony. Droid, a free droid. I mean, at the end of the day, let's let's think about it. Okay, these droids, they're not self sufficient. They do rely on their keepers. I, I don't know. I think Cat would do all right if we weren't here. I feel like Cat would do much better if, if a we tree falls in the forest. Is anyone around to see it? No. Is that like relevant? Did not say that correctly. If someone lives in the forest. Yes. Okay, let's assume that there are 20 people that live in the forest. Then, yeah, 20 people would... But it's vacation season. So, like, 16 or 17 people would be gone, and there'd be, like... You're trying to do something about observation. Hold you on. think that many people in the forest can afford to go on a vacation? Cat would be a... Well, no, he's sure. saying 16 There's... or 17 people stay, no, and only... No, 16 or 
seventeen people are gone, but they're saving so much money on rent. Cat would be the person observing, so she would be observed, so she would still exist. So that's how that works. Please don't get into this. Three people are still in the forest while everyone else is on. Oh, is it like a Home Alone situation where the Kevin McAllister droid who lives in the forest has been left by all of his parents? In fact, I would be surprised if it wasn't just a bunch of forest thieves left around to case the other forest home. So we've got one Kevin McAllister droid and then two wet wet bandit droids. Buzz, your girlfriend, droid. <laughs> That's why the tree falls. It was an elaborate trap. And what about what about the droid uh, who salts the tree paths? Does anyone really remember that droid? Yeah, he was yeah, really he spooky. Was he was like the spookiest oh, very droid. scary. That's true, yeah. He was a crucial droid in that movie. I, I did forget how that movie goes. Are you done with that aside? Because we were back to... Uh... Yeah, I think droids droids can be free. Just because you're built for a purpose doesn't mean that you have to do that purpose. And even if you fall into a lifestyle where you're basically doing that, it's okay because you're in control of yourself. Great. So the question is, how do we get our droid to do sex on a weirdo? Is that what it was? I don't. How do we make the droid initiate this weird? Because we you don't to, need to. I don't. Was that what it was? I thought it was. Uh, what was the best to, advice to be giving him via the calm. droid? Because he's just asking. Trist is a honeypot, and he's asking how to make the droid a honeypot, right? Right. What was like medical to... fetish stuff? Right. First of all, well, it just said that this person has a medical fetish, so the droid is good bait. So you just have to frame it in the form of a medical request, like. <laughs> My my wiener hurts. Well, no, 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 no. no we're, we're not asking. The advice is for how does this guy pick up a medical droid? If you've got a medical droid fetish, you're not shy about it. You know exactly how to get what you want from a medical droid. Okay. I feel like this medical droid's in the best possible situation. If it was a non-medical droid, then maybe it would need some primer tips on how to act like a medical droid. You're a hot woman in a bar. You don't have to be like, how do I get a free drink? You're going to get too many free drinks. Well, not well, necessarily. that's a generalization. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, not every... Next time we go into a bar, I will buy the hottest woman in there so many <laughs> drinks. She won't be able to do anything about all these okay, drinks okay. she's getting. Sure, but that's not necessarily... That- Sure, but you're not going to buy every woman in the bar a drink. Is that where our petty cash goes? Honestly, by the way, if you do buy every woman in the bar a drink or multiple drinks, that's exactly how you... It's diminishing returns on just one person. If you cast your net wide, that's how you catch a lot of chum. Okay, well, okay, let's assume you're trying to catch chum. Oh, yeah, you want to catch chum because <laughs> no. as soon as you get chum on your arm, you get the big fish. But you that's know what I'm not saying? what we're discussing. Big fish sees the chum and then they start frothing at the mouth. So we're talking about someone who isn't used to being the honeypot trap. Yeah, let's assume that there are multiple medical droids at this location. How does this one stand out to get the mark? Be assertive. In what way? This is the first bit of micro advice yes. that we've gotten. Now we. If you're trying to differentiate yourself in a room full of medical droids, you got to just stroll right up to that weirdo and say, you know, I know what you want. I got a lot of medical syringes or whatever this dude's into getting poked with. And just lay your cards right out on the table, okay? Trust me, weirdos, as much as they like the chase, what they want is the prize. You know what I'm saying? No, which is, that's why we're asking you. They want to have sex with a medical droid. (laughs) Okay. A medical droid comes up to me and I want to have sex with a medical droid and medical droid says, I want to have some sex with you. I'm going to have sex with that medical droid. So you think that that's what they should do? They should go up to the person and say that they want to initiate sex. Okay, let's do a role play. Lynn, you no, come to me I'm not going to and initiate this. sex. Nope, so someone Just else come do this. Do, I'll Lenick, do it. go I'll for do it. it. I'll do it. You really want to do this, Lenick? Yes. Okay, let's do it. I would like sex, please. Trist kisses Lenick uh, deeply and passionately. Um, 
Thank you. Thank, thank, thank. And wrong. Thank. Don't uh, do that. <laughs> um. Uh, uh, okay. Okay. I'll, so, I'll, I'll give it a shot. No. No, no way. No way. I don't want to die. I don't want you to die. I don't want to die either. No. No dice. Okay. No. We'll try it again. We'll try it again. We'll try it once. Fine. One more time. I one sex, please. Uh, <laughs> Trist kisses Lenik gently on the lips, uh, and then two more like deeper, passionate kisses, and then one long kiss. That he slowly uh, moves away from Lenik. Uh, as he moves away, Lenik like leans his face <laughs> towards him to try and not let him go away. Trist kind of <laughs> leans a little closer, uh, but then leans back and like just out of your reach. Uh, Lenik leans too far forward and, and falls over. Done. That's how you mess it up. God, see, that's exactly the kind of stuff that you don't want to do. I feel like that on an audio medium, which, may I remind you, this podcast that we send out via Nobody knows what that means. Nobody knows what you're talking about. The podcast that we're sending this advice out to the person? This better not get out. I've said this before. Can um um can do we do we do we save these? Yes. Could we, I could I listen back? Later? Yeah, you just right? go look at the recipes. Okay, yeah. Um I'm going to Go, I'm going to go listen, listen back. Just I just sure, don't see how that's useful sure advice. Sounds, just make sure it sounds good. Say, you know, save it to my data pad just to have, just to have it. Just so that I have one. I'm sure it's mostly like sucking sounds. And... Well, there's no way to know for sure until I also we don't listen, see how so... a medical droid is going to be able to do that. What's the fetish on a medical droid? Like, how do you... What's the... Like, getting, is it like, You're getting, the like, one an who's supposed to have the medical droid fetish. That's what Bacta said. Do you not have one? Do you think I have a medical droid fetish? You were doing all those... You bought a medical droid three years ago. And you kept giggling about what, what, what you were going to use it for. Okay, so... First of all, not every sexual thing that I do constitutes a fetish, okay? You also don't know what you like until you try it out once, okay? So yes, did I do some sexual stuff with a medical droid? Yes. Is that a fetish? Kind of. But is it one of my mate my top 10? Oh, definitely doesn't even crack the top 10. Could exactly. You, could you just give us a rundown of the just the top 5? Just top 5. I won't make you do all 10. Great. Top 5 fetishes? Yeah. Dress them ups. That's number one. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's... Yep. Uh, uh, tricks. D- fetish number two. Bar hookup. <laughs> fetish number three. Lying about my name. <laughs> big, big fetish for me. Fetish number four. Foots. <laughs> <laughs> Foots? Foots. Fetish numero five Well, you know what? I, I Back to I see what you're saying. You, you're th- talking about getting punched in the face or uh, slapped hard. Yep. Not a fetish. Technically a life sex style. Um, everyone has one overarching life sex style, which is the sex style that you model your life after. I would put that in a completely different category than okay. a fetish. Okay. Uh, number oh. five, getting peed on. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. So I feel like this... I'm so sorry that we weren't able to give you better advice. Yeah, me too. Uh, well, you know what? Maybe, maybe just uh, we were talking about being confident and assertive. Maybe this droid just goes up to the mark and goes, tell me about your fetishes. And bam, right that way you've got a bunch of weird specific sick stuff that you can pretend to be into as well. And, you know, go off and jump them or whatever you have to do. Well, that's just terrible. Terrible advice. Is you, it terrible you advice? You would be no good at getting peed on. But I'm not looking to get peed on. I'm looking to get... Well, you never will. So you don't have to worry about it. Cat, uh, please replay this recipe starting at the kissing. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Campaign. The crew of the Minoc will be back again next week. Before I leave you, first, let me tell you about one of our affiliates. 
On an hour with your ex, comedians Mel Evans and Mark Collum force each other to watch their favorite movies and TV. The title started as a joke, but led to a marriage. It's still just a podcast. The Campaign Podcast is a one-shot podcast network production and a joint presentation by Paracosm Press and Peaches and Hot Sauce. Peaches and Hot Sauce is a Chicago-based comedy network with great videos, podcasts, and live shows for you to enjoy at peachesandhotsauce.com. Bacta is performed by James D'Amato, who can be found on Twitter at at OneShotRPG, or on his podcast, The OneShot Podcast. Tris Valentine is performed by John Patrick Cohen, who can be found on Twitter at at JPSofly, or on stage with Devil's Daughter at IOChicago. Lena Gilo is performed by Johnny O'Mara, who can be found on Twitter at at Johnny and Briefs, or on his podcast, Dilettante Ball, or on stage with Houndstooth at the Bug House Theater. I'm Kat Cool, and I can be found on Twitter at at WolvesAreCool, with cool spelled like my last name, K-U-H-L, or at at CampaignPod for the show. The Star Wars Edge of the Empire, Age of Rebellion, and Force and Destiny role-playing games belong to Lucas Books and Fantasy Flight Games. Finally, all music on the show is performed by the Snowdens of Yesteryear, who can be found at thesnowdensofyesteryear.com, or on Spotify, iTunes, and most streaming music services. Until next time, peace is a lie. There is only passion.